the question I get asked perhaps most often uh, when I'm doing a tour is, you know, what is your real job? You know, dieting is something that people do for a living now in uh, Berlin and elsewhere. Meet Torben Brown, in some ways my maker and creator in tourism, because Torben is the one that hired me as a tour guide back in 2015. Torben has been in Berlin since 2000 and a guide since 2005. And hey, Torben, look at us now. Maybe it's time to look for another job. Well, what other job are you supposed to be looking for at the moment? I'm Wouter Bernhardt, and I welcome you to The Low Season, a podcast about tour guides navigating a pandemic. And today, I want to share a really good conversation I had with Torben last week. As we are finding a way through the quarantining, hashtag home office, we're all having to improvise a bit. I'm stuck in my bathroom. Which, I don't have to tell you, doesn't do the audio quality much favors. Despite that, we had a really good chat on having sleepless nights, being the parent of a young kid, but also casting a little glimpse into the future. The travel it just it has gotten a bad rap. Um, it, it just looks like the, the boogeyman a little bit now. And we talk about the ultimate form of solace, the basis of this podcast. It, it feels good to know you're not the only one in this position. Here's Torben Brown. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm I'm quite well. How are you? That's good to hear. Can you understand me okay? I can I can hear you quite well. Yeah, the the reception is is, is good. I mean, we're cha- just chatting over the phone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, considering the circumstances then uh yeah, very good. I'm stuck in my bathroom. <laughs> oh my god. I had a I had a plan. I was going to go into the bedroom and uh phone with you from there but um then my my charming neighbors decided to blast their electronic music so um that was out how how has that uh how has that been working out well um i think they seem uh relatively responsive right i've uh mentioned to them before uh that you know maybe maybe not so long right uh it's uh and quite so loud and uh, you know, then they uh, they, they turn it down, uh, and they don't blast it all night. Um, the problem is, it's actually the, uh, the the building next to mine, so I have to uh, catch them when they're on the balcony. Otherwise, I'd have to go downstairs and ring the doorbell and all the rest. Oh, man, that's so annoying. How have you been? Uh, how have you been doing under quarantine? Um, I, I don't know. I think um, uh, I've had some good days. I've had some not so good days. Um, I think when it first uh, kind of struck me that this how serious this was uh, that 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 uh, that was I think a, a shock right I didn't uh, sleep well for for days I met, I felt stressed all the time and I don't want to pretend like the anxiety has gone away but um, I feel like um, I, I've, I've gotten used to it a little um, and it's it's no longer quite so acute quite so dramatic do you remember when it when it sort of when that moment was that you realized like oh oh now it's now it's on <laughs> now it's going on i i don't know I, i've been thinking about this because on, on the one hand the experience is so sudden right i mean my life you know four weeks ago and my life now uh, you know it's 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 uh, just a such a dramatic change but at the same time there's not the the one moment you know it was kind of a, a creeping realization over i think several days you know um you know, when the, the, there was this discussion of 
well, to what degree do we have to lock down and to what extent will uh, travel be um, uh, possible? And it's strange. You know? um, it's, 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 uh, it, um, I mean, it's remarkable how, you know, on one day you, you hear, um, you know, oh, uh, uh, travel restrictions are, don't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, and then the next day, travel restrictions are imposed. Right. Uh, so it was it was creeping over a span of just a few days. I think when you were when you're talking about um, like when it really happened so quickly, you had a couple of sort of bad nights of sleep. What was going through your mind? Yeah, I, I've been thinking about that because I'm in you know um, under the circumstances still a relatively comfortable position, right? I've got enough money in the bank to tide me over for a while. You know, there's no sort of existential dread uh, that I need to have. And I think it's uh, I think it's the uncertainty. I think that's still what sort of feeds the anxiety is that you just you you don't know how we're we, how you're going to get out of this. Right? You don't know when this ends, how it ends. It's all so so vague. Yeah. Do you, and do you mean like you don't know how you're going to get out of this, like in the end financially, or just like more of um, I don't know exactly what I'm going to do. Well, I mean, I think for the moment, uh, I'm trying to take this sort of. Uh, you know, kind of uh, crisis by crisis, right? Um, I think first and foremost, just the uh, the health crisis, right? Um, how do we get to a point where um, we can go outside and interact and do tours without, um, you know, uh, risking people's lives, right? That's, uh, I think, the biggest the, the biggest concern. And I, I don't see a good solution to that in the near future, right? Um, yeah. So you you also um, you've got kids um, or you got I have a son yeah a three year old yeah one son yeah how how how's how's that been I mean I can imagine maybe your son must be happy that daddy is home all the time I think so I mean I you know you uh, you try and look on the bright side of these things and uh, one nice thing about having um, Victor at home is uh, or being at home with Victor is that. You know, I can make an effort now to teach him English properly. You know, so I've really been speaking English with him, and you know, I've noticed the improvements. Um, and otherwise, I'm yeah, I'm gone a lot. You know, I don't just guide in Berlin. I, I take these tours through Europe, and I'm away for two weeks at a clip. And uh, so that's that's been great on uh, on one level. On the other hand, um, I I kind of had this this notion of. Uh, you know, being locked down in a pandemic that you're going to start a big project and, you know, I'll, I'll learn a language or, I don't know, I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll read the, the collected works of Dostoevsky or something. And quite frankly, I'm just sort of, um, you know, taking care of Victor uh, from morning till evening. Does, does, your, does your son understand a bit about what's going on or is he just too young for it? Yeah, very vaguely. I mean, you know, he doesn't go to daycare anymore. Um, you know, when we visit uh, grandpa, you know, we stand outside the window and wave. You know, these are the changes he can't see right. um, friends and cousins and family and so forth. So you've had to explain, explain it to him somehow, right? And he understands that there's some sort of sickness out there. <laughs> um, you know, it kind of sounds, sounds creepier when I when I phrase it that way. Then I think um, he he sees it, right? But we just sort of explained that we have to be um, we have to change some things, um, you know, essentially to make sure that that grandpa doesn't get sick. Yeah, and and what what kind of changes apart from having to stay in your home have you had to make? Um, I go I go running every day, which I didn't before, um, which I think is 
sort of uh, of a consequence of this kind of anxiety I felt at the outset. It was kind of the one thing I could do was uh, was go running, um, and I just feel the need to do that, not to go stir crazy. It's just you know, um, 45 minutes in the park. Uh, you know, um, having been guiding before, it's just very unusual to be cooped up inside day after day. So that's important. Um, and otherwise, uh, you know, it's it's kind of embarrassed to say that I'm a full-time parent now in the way that I wasn't before, right? I mean, you know, we can't shunt Victor off to daycare, so uh, we're in charge of feeding him and caring for him. Um, yeah, uh, the, the day has a lot less structure than I think I would have uh, imagined. I mean, I want to impose structure on the day because uh, I think that that's probably healthy, um, but it's really dictated by, by our son. You you have been a guide for a fair few years now. Is there any moment um, in your guiding career that comes close to what we're experiencing right now? No, no, nothing. Um, when I first started out, uh, you know, there there weren't professional guides. Right, guiding was something you did on the side. Right? You didn't have the kind of um, guided community that you have now where people are really doing this um, as their profession. Um, and I think that's also something that, that, that many people don't realize, right? Maybe also uh, the politicians don't realize, the government doesn't realize that, you know, guiding is something that people do for a living now in uh, Berlin and elsewhere. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, I think we notice it too. And uh, the question I get asked perhaps most often uh, when I'm doing a tour is, you know, what is your real job? You, you must do something else, right? Um, no, I'm, I'm a guide. So, uh, you know, when I was, I started before the financial crisis of 2008, 2009. But at that time, the, the whole guiding scene wasn't as developed as it was now. So it didn't feel uh, like it had the impact that it, it probably did, right, uh, have a significant impact, but um, I, I didn't feel it. I didn't notice I was a student, and uh, this was a, a good job to have. And I don't know what's going to happen, right? I mean, um, one thing I've been thinking about is that uh, is how kind of uh, travel just has gotten a bad rap in this in this whole crisis. And part of it's just a function that, you know, traveling makes it worse. It spreads the disease, right? But um, it just seems like, um, you know, the kind of the, 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 the basis of our, of our job or profession, um, it, it just looks like the, the boogeyman a little bit now, right? From cruise ships, right? Um, as kind of, you know, swimming petri dishes to, uh, you know, what, what you could possibly be carrying into the, the country if you, um, if, if, if you fly here. Um, it's, and, and, and then all the way to, you know, the more and more you're reading, um, how this is maybe just a kind of a, a consequence of our uh, modern lifestyle, right? And and part of that is hopping on a plane, you know, uh, from from London to to Berlin for a weekend and paying I don't know forty pounds round trip. Um, so I'm not sure what the kind of the, the world looks like after this, and and um, how how the whole travel industry will recover. Do, do you allow yourself to sort of think about what it means for you professionally on the, I don't know, medium to long run? Um, I, I do in a sense, um, but I just, I don't know the, 
um, I can't really see the point um, <laughs> because it's it's so uncertain, right? Um, I, yeah, and and I, I think if I were in a position where um, I could say, uh oh, well, uh, you know, the, the, the future in, as a guide is uncertain. Maybe it's time to look for another job. Well, what other job? Are you supposed to be looking for at the moment, right? There's no, um, there's no recourse, right? There's no, there's nothing you can do. I think at this moment, to, um, you know, to, to to secure your future. But somehow, I don't know. Like, I feel like you, and I don't know you that well, but like, I feel like you, you'd like to know, or or like to be able to do something, or to to control where your life is heading in some way or another. Well, I think we all kind of like that. I think we'd also like, we all like the illusion of, you know, having control of our lives. Um, I, not really. I, um, I'm, I'm curious about what the future will hold, but I think it's just, it's just, it's, it's so speculative. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know. I think the, the, the cliche is, you know, oh, you should, you should live your life day to day. And I think kind of in this situation, that doesn't work so well. I think that was my problem at the outset, right? I was, you know, looking at um, just news reports from morning till night, and it just, you know, makes you miserable, you know? Um, but if you're looking maybe from week to week, right, then maybe there's a silver lining, right? Uh, you know, the, 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 the rate of um, infection slows down over a full week, right? And there's news of maybe there's a test for antibodies or whatever the case may be, right? That if you just, if you wake up in the morning and think, oh, you know, has, <laughs> has the world gotten better since yesterday? I think you're, you're kind of screwing yourself. Have you, know? you have you been, um, been, been in touch with your colleagues, like other people? Have you been chatting a little bit about what's going on? Like, well, what do you feel is, what other people, what are other people saying about this? What is their atmosphere? Well, I mean, I, I, um, I, I've, I've been interested in in this. Right? I've been on social media, which I hadn't been for a, a long time, um, because normally it just makes you um, miserable. Um, but uh, you know, I mean, there's the there's a saying in German, "Geteiltes Leid, halbes Leid," right? If mm. you, um, so if you if you if you share your your pain, your suffering, it um, uh, that halves your suffering, right? That, uh, yeah. Cuts it in two. So um, honestly, I've I've uh, been reaching out a little more to um, uh, colleagues for the the other work I do, the, the the guiding tours through through Europe, and I've got lots of colleagues also in Italy and Spain and, uh, and you know across Europe and the United States. Um, and yeah, it's um, I don't know, maybe maybe it doesn't paint me in a good light, but it's. Um, it's, it's, it feels good to know you're not the only one in this position. Right? Oh, no, I was going to ask you that because I can imagine that if financial hardship hits you personally or if you lose your job and you lose the thing that you love doing, but you realize that everybody, everybody lost their jobs over like over the span of a couple of days. It does. It does make you feel a little bit better. No. Oh, absolutely. And I think I mean, I think that's this 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 feeling of being able to uh, yeah look around and say okay i'm not the only one um that i think really mitigates the hurt and um i think makes you aware of you know uh, 
you know, you, you, you hear about these individual stories of, of, of hardship and we kind of gloss over them, right? I mean, what's happening to all of us now is an everyday occurrence and it's been an everyday occurrence and, uh, you know, the, the developed world's you know, for, for, for years and decades and time immemorial, right? This is... Um, you mean people losing uh, their jobs? People losing their jobs, people not knowing where they're, uh, you know, uh, going to get a paycheck from one month to the next. Um, ah, that's... Uh, that's quite a humbling experience in that sense. Yeah, uh, but I think, uh, as you say, it's um, at the at the moment and, thing, you know, it's, we're, we're early in this process, but it, it's, in a sense, easier for us, right, than it is for... For folks who maybe lose their job um, when uh, you know most of their their friends, neighbors, acquaintances are doing well. Yeah, yeah. Do you think we have any other sort of advantages over maybe other groups of people that lose their jobs? Is there anything that sets tour guides apart? Ah, well, tour guides per se. Um, I think the 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 uh, the advantage that most of us as tour guides have um, is that we're freelancers who who don't have overhead. Right. I mean, we, um, you know, if, if, if I were running a business and I knew I had to lay off people and I knew uh, or I knew that, you know, um, if I were running a hotel. Right. <laughs> and, you know, uh, I have to I have to pay people. I have to pay for maintenance. I've, I've got all these costs, these expenses um, that, that we don't have as guides. Right. Um, I don't uh, and I, I don't know how hard it must be for people to, to you know, to wrestle with that. Uh, um, if, 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 if you, if you lose your hotel, right, it's gone. You can't just come back in a year and, and set it up again. Right. I mean, if the travel world recovers, I can go back to doing tours again. Right? Well, um, yeah, I think at this point it is very uncertain. Like, uh, I think everybody's conversations are a bit like, yeah, I don't know. I think the first reactions that people had were a bit of panic, a bit of anxiety here and there. And now we're into this phase of like slowly normalizing to our situation. But what the what the future holds is still very uncertain. Um, what I'd like to propose is that we maybe get in touch in another couple of weeks or maybe like a month or something like that and see where we're at and how things are going. And um, yeah, maybe something has changed or not. That could be. Would you be uh, okay with that? Yeah, I'd be happy to do that. Oh. Well, thank you so much for uh, for chatting with me. And um, yeah, I hope you have a beautiful rest of your evening. Thank you. I hope you, um, yeah, uh, are doing well, continue to do well under the circumstances and look forward to talking to you again. Yeah, man, that's what the podcast is for, just chatting and keeping me sane. Oh, well, that's, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know how, how it's been for you, but I think, um, you know, I've also talked to people I haven't talked to in a long time, right? And people you could have could have picked up the phone and talked to you a month ago and never would have considered it. And now, um, now you do, right? Uh, I think it, I think we all have this instinct that this is something we need to do, yeah, uh, to talk to people. For sure. All right, Torben, good to talk to you. And um, yeah, I'll chat to you soon. Likewise, daughter. Thank you very much. Take care. <laughs> All right, man. Take care. Bye-bye. That was Torben Brown speaking from his bathroom. Something that stood out from our conversation, something that I think is worth repeating, it's the thought that what we're going through right now 
has been very much an everyday occurrence for thousands and thousands of people for a very, very long time. You, you hear about these individual stories of, of, of hardship and we kind of gloss over them. In that sense, what we're feeling right now is at the least a very humbling moment in this greater human experience called the job market. What I also enjoyed though, although Tormund recognizes we're in a pretty bad situation, uh, there's also comfort to be had in the fact that we're not going through this crisis by ourselves. I mean, it's very different losing your job when everybody else is doing just fine. Now, Torben runs his own tour company called Berlin Perspectives. You can find more info on that in the notes of the show. I also like to give a shout out to the Hatze Rolla, also known as Andreas Walbaum, somebody that for more than 10 years has been helping people apply for unemployment benefits, also known as Hartsphere. He's currently not doing any personal consultations, but he has a phone number up on his website that you can call for any questions relating to Hartsphere, both in German and in English. It's truly an astonishing job that he's been doing, and he's all doing it for free. So if you have some Corona dollars left, uh, we're looking for a good cost to support. I've put up the link to his details. If you enjoyed this conversation of the low season, do let me know. And if you want to get in contact, for example, because you want to share your own story or you think somebody else might be perfect for a chat, shoot me an email at thelowseasonpodcast at gmail.com. The Low Season will be a daily beast with new episodes published every day, Monday to Friday. So if you don't want to miss a conversation, make sure to subscribe on iTunes, Overcast or Spotify or wherever you get your podcast fix. Music is by Mark Schilders. Artwork by Sergio Mebrias. Georgia Riungu is my biological clock that makes me get up in the morning. Tomorrow we're back with Macy Hitchcock. I have these visions, I kind of wake up suddenly in the night and think, Christ, what if my name, you know, my fridge has exploded or the neighbors, I flooded the neighbors with my broken fridge or something, yeah. Speak soon, my friends.